What's up guys? Welcome back to The Standpoint. You can take it or leave it. So tonight's episode, we have invited two very special guests to join us and talk about their organization, I guess you can call it. One was the former president, if I'm correct, and one is the current president now. So it'll be really great to get the insights of two, of two different um, people who are in the same position. So if you guys want to introduce yourselves and say a little bit about your org for everyone who's listening. Hi everyone, I'm Bea Vida. I'm the current president of Habitat for Humanity Green Chapter. Um, I'm currently taking up DevStud in DLSU, of course. And yeah, I'm in my last year, so hopefully you know issues with grad. Um, but yeah, um, that's it from my end. Um, then we can go to that. All right. Um, I'm Bet, so I just finished college last July. Um, I was the former president of Habitat, so that's school year 2021 to 2022. And I work for United Nations Development Program now. Um, and maybe a bit of a background about Habitat for Humanity, Green Chapter. So it's um, an H4H chapter under DLSU. So it was um, built last 2020. So currently now it's on its third year already. Um, so we're also under Habitat for Humanity Philippines, so we're under their wing, I'd say. So our advocacy really is more of ending poverty housing and also giving a safe space for families to be able to hone their skills and also build homes and hope and hopefully to be able to help lessen the deficit of housing in the Philippines. Awesome. Love that. Welcome. Great to have you guys yeah, on the show. Welcome, guys. It will be a very enlightening and exciting app i'm sure okay so i guess the first thing we want to ask you guys is you know what inspired you guys to join or want to be part of this organization and what was the journey like getting to the position that you guys got to well for one of you now currently and for one of you like past okay so actually since h4h in dlsu was founded during the peak of the peak of the pandemic. So it was online. Um, everything, every project that we did was really heavily based visually. And so we couldn't really do on-site builds. We couldn't really go to communities that much. So we only started going to our partner community um, this year, actually. And we were only able to meet Habitat Philippines this year as well. But what really pushed me to join Habitat, actually, I was... I wasn't forced. I was, um, I don't know how to say it. Um, I was pulled. <laughs> I was pulled into joining it, but I wasn't the first one who said, oh, I wanted to join. Um, I wanted to give it a try because um, one of my advocacies is community development and anything that's rooted to community development, I always say yes to that, especially for, um, this, for social work. And so I was very interested as well because the founders were... Some of my friends also in college, and I wanted to help them build it from ground up as well. Um, what interested me the most, I guess, maybe something that's unique about Habitat is its structure. I'd say it's very inclusive because 
our projects, it's not just driven by officers. Members are also encouraged to join and take part in building it, ideating it, and executing it. But then at the same time, what's good about the organization as well is its mission of you know, leaving no one behind. And it's actually an on-the-ground work. If you know Gawad Kalina, it's almost same as what they do. Um, but I guess for Habitat also, since we're internationally based, our protocols are heavily um, based on the rules, the regulations. Um, but now that I've seen the efforts that the organization has done, I could really say that I'm really proud to be a part of um, the, the organization and one of the leaders of the organization was um, help, you know, build or concretize the mission further of the organization. I guess for me naman, um, I joined purely out of like curiosity and interest because I guess before, like a little bit of background, before I joined Habitat, I was like in a set of like different orgs like sbs org so a lot of the things i was doing was kind of kalat in a way so i didn't really have that parang foundation and like that grounded place for me or like it's a quote-unquote home kumbaga, right that we like to call it so um i remember just searching it up one day if we had our own chapter our own habitat chapter because i was like looking at all these community development orgs like outside of dlsu and i was basically interested in Habitat for Humanity because it kind of like encapsulated um my advocacies, which, like Betts, is community development and environmental justice. So the the way it coincides is pretty much what Habitat does and what um the advocacies like surround itself um surrounds itself by if that makes sense. But um yeah I guess from there I got super curious and then I found out from Bets actually that we we're going to have Habitat. So ever since I joined Habitat, I've basically been with Bets the entire time. Um, I was under her committee and advocacies for two, yeah, two years. So since the first year and then um, I actually applied for the executive board last year, but I didn't get it, but that's fine. I'm not going to cry. <laughs> But then, yeah, I didn't get it. Um, and then I applied again this year, and now I'm here. I'm the incoming president for the upcoming school year, and yeah, I guess um that's basically like my habitat journey, and um basically why, for me, I felt so like strongly about habitat because, parang that became my home, in a like, inevitably like biglan lang um habitat for my green chapter like came right when I was looking for something that, you know, like a home or like somewhere that I wanted to kind of hone my skills and like strengthen my advocacies. Yeah, that's great. You know, it became your home and now you're also, you know, helping give you the head now. Yeah, both of you were the head. Mm. Yeah. That's great. You guys didn't necessarily start out, you know, being, uh, oh, I like wanted to be here. Like you never wanted, but you know, and then now in journey on in you leading up to um where Betts was and where Bea is now the presidents. So it's really great and being part of this, you know, very noble cause also, you know, um, social work, environmental work, you know, 
uh, it's really one of the biggest problems in the Philippines, diba? So to be a part of this organization that, you know, helps, you know, remedy that problem, diba? Um, it's very fulfilling for sure, diba? Ayun, so um, diving deeper into the org nga, so, you know, we can talk about some of the projects that you guys did, you know, but you, you did mention uh, it started during the pandemic, so in the peak of the pandemic, so unfortunately online, the majority, diba? So, but, you know, what memorable activities or projects did you guys, you know, get to experience? Well, personally for me, like, I feel like the most memorable projects that we've done to date would be Bukas Palad, which is where we mm. um, basically provided um, bicycles for our Pasig 2 community. And then another would be New Light, Green Light, which is where we provided solar lights also to the community. And I guess another one, which is kind of like a little away from um, community-based work, um, is the Builder Summit 2021. So we started that as one of our flagship projects last year. And um, yeah, as one of the project heads for that. And um, I guess something that struck me or like something like why those are the most memorable projects for me is because it was a lot bigger than I guess personally I expected it to be in terms of impact um, because like imagine at the height of the pandemic the organization was able to give back to the community and actually do something for them that they really needed at the time and it was something that really helped them up to this day and it's something that they constantly talk about and they use it and they really like they're really grateful for like the things that um that those projects have kind of produced in a way. So that's something that was really like heartwarming in a sense because we did visit the community um last April. So it was just really nice to know that um what we were doing was well appreciated and it was something that was bigger than what we thought um we thought it would even be in the first place. So that's why those projects are like really close to my heart, even if the other two projects are not um, something that I had that or anything. But the impact itself was like super, you know, it struck me. Kumbaga. Yeah, I'd have to attest to what Beeb said. I think something that was really evident during the pandemic for ours was that we were impact-driven. Um, we always wanted for projects to be unique and to really come from a root issue. Um, we don't just provide solutions to, or make projects per se, just to, for the sake of having a project. We really want to impact something and really give a solution to a certain problem. Actually, I turned off my camera because I got the... <laughs> I got the plague. Wow, <laughs> nice. So we went to we went to um this event um of Habitat Philippines. So the CEO of Habitat International went to the Philippines and we were awarded also. So there, there's a free. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and Good job. congrats. Thanks so much. <laughs> so um to answer your question about maybe like projects that were highlighted, I think during my year, um, something that I'm proud of was Bigay Buka. So what we were able to do was providing 30 bicycles to our partner community, which is Pasig 2. And from there, it helped the transportation during the pandemic because we knew we know that um, the transportation before was really hard um, because of close contact to people. So 
it was really limited. Um, and so by giving them the bicycles, it also aided the you know environmental aspect of things. Um, another is Move Green, well, Habitat Green chapter. I think that was the project um, of our organization which got the most high level of publicity and um, social media interaction. Um, we were able to get donors from different parts of um, the Philippines. So we were able to gather, I, as far as I remember, I think 30 kilograms of plastic and you we were able to upcycle it to chairs and tables for um, the educational um, assistance of the kids in the community. And I think a highlight also, not it didn't happen during the pandemic or online, but it happened just a few months ago. So we had hands for homes. So that was the first time where we were able to interact with the community. Um, we were able to do urban gardening and um, we had a needs assistance session with the community. So we were able to ask them what they need, what kind of assistance they would want us to provide for them. And for us, that's one of the most important, um, being consultative as well. That's great. I like that you guys really do focus on problems that are immediately evident. And, you know, starting FUD during COVID where there were a lot of problems happening at the same time, it's good that you guys were around to kind of jumpstart all of these initiatives that you guys started out doing. So it's going to get a little deeper now. We're going to go more into the, <laughs> into the growth-esque aspect of things. So how does it feel for you guys to, you know, have been part of this organization whose mission is just forever help people and better their lives like how does it feel to make this kind of impact in the community and to really just help people with problems that perhaps they don't have the means of fixing on their own um i guess for me it's like it's crazy to think that um us as college students like we can do so much even from like you know just a chap like just a chapter imagine what we can do afterwards and like the partnerships and collaborations engagements we can create from this and like where that can lead us and what social work and community development can be in the future whether it be in the habitat um realm or like just like you know within DLSU and whatnot like it's it's great impact in itself and personally like i feel like, I never say it, like, but then it's heartwarming to hear a lot of, like, the immediate feedback, especially from the community and um a lot of our members and officers also when they say that, you know, they feel that Habitat is where they're growing, it's where um they've felt the most safe in any org and whatnot, or that, um you know, it's where they want to stay, they want to keep doing what they're doing and whatnot. And on the community aspect, it's like, to hear that they need us in a sense that they want to collaborate with us and not just like oh keep on asking and asking and the fact that they give us feedback in the sense that um they want us to be with them in certain things or they want us to um you know guide them and maybe um give them tools to better themselves not even for let's say our partnership and whatnot but more so like about their personal growth also and like um what they can be in the future as a community so that's something that's like it's so like yeah it's just crazy because like you could never um a lot of the at least for me like a lot of the social work um for other orgs or like even like other yeah other orgs in and out of the lsu i'd say is um a lot of it is dole out 
right? Like, donations lang and stuff like that. But, I don't know, one year, in, at least in our org, like, you can tell there's a difference, like, with the donation, even if we do have, like, fundraisers and donations. Like, it's it's very different in a way. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it other than, like, when you do experience it. But, um, it's something it's a change in itself that we're trying to um trying to pursue and hopefully sustain in the coming years that you know the the things that we're doing are not just dole out and it's not just um to give right but it's basically to like hopefully impact their lives or change their lives rather in a way that um is more sustainable and it's more purposeful and trans transformative also so yeah yeah i agree with what um Bea said um, I guess for me, what moves me and what really led me to the kind of leader I am today, most especially my personal growth, would see would be seeing the willingness of the volunteers. So those are the members of the organization. Na ano may parang wala naman silang nakuha by joining the organization. They don't get allowance. We don't pay them or anything, but they're still there. They're still willing to help. And I guess it comes from the aspect of also all of us having the same mission, which is to be able to help the community and serve as um, student leaders, but with purpose in our mind na there's still so many things left to be aided, especially um, with the many social issues that we have today. Also, more than that, the support of our administration, so like in school, the student body, the support of our partners, people who continuously wanted to collaborate with us. And what's amazing is, we started two years ago, but right now, I could really say that it feels like we've been a long-running org. Um, and like same with um, other organizations who, have, organizations who have started you know, pre-pandemic. So that's what's amazing because you can really see the impact and the outputs that we were able to generate um, through the years. And I keep saying this, but really one thing that I learned from the organization, which is which I also always um, mention in my speeches and talks, which um, goes along the line that we are gifted so we can give. And it's one phrase that I always, always keep to my heart because only this time we are no longer advocates. By joining the organization, hindi na lang kami nagiging mismong advocates, but we're also mobilizers of change. And that's a bigger picture um, because we're really putting ideas into action. And in this very moment, I can say that we have 300 members in the organization. And I really know deep in my heart that they're all capable of genuine service and that they could all be drivers of innovative transformation. Yeah, you know what? It really amazes me. Um, you guys did say, you know, during your college years, that's when you guys were um, active in the org. And yeah, Bea, of course, you incoming president and all that. So it's really like just awe inspiring to see that students, you know. I know you guys already have like something in your plate when it comes to, you know, being a student. Oh, like I was a full time student and I already feel like, you know, and all that. And for you guys to have this, you know, big org that makes a big impact, and for you guys to manage it, it's, it's crazy. And you know, sobrang like talaga, like what you guys have accomplished, like what Beth mentioned, uh, it feels like even though two years pa lang, you guys already feel like you've been doing this for so many years. And it shows in what you what you've been able to accomplish diba, so far. And 
you know, laki ng tulong na nagawa ninyo, di ba? Like, you know, during the COVID pandemic and all that, so many issues and the guys were there, you know, to, you know, help resolve them in, in your ways, di ba? So, yeah, I mean, hopefully in, in the future pa, since you mentioned kanina na slowly starting to get into more in-person, you know, activities and whatnot, um, which we, of course, hope, you know, all of them uh, works out very well. And they will. And uh, we hope that um, you guys keep making a difference. You know, the sky's the limit for your organization. Diba? And this is honestly really what we need, you know, in, in, in our country. Diba? Like, just people who are driven by... You helping know, other people. Yeah, their mission to, to help people, not to observe people. So, yeah. You know, we, I did mention something about like the future. Na, you know, it's very exciting to talk about you know the future, especially with your org na, since it sobrang laki na potential to really you know um, bring more projects to life. You know, now that the COVID pandemic slowly dying down and all that. So, are there any you know exciting future projects that you can share lang, ha? so that you can share and then maybe help inspire people listening right now? who, you know, maybe even want to join, you know, volunteer also. Yeah, actually, we have a few in line, but then mm-hmm. none, are, none are permanent yet because we're currently, like, in the process of finalizing, like, our project, um, our project list for the year because, yeah, um, I don't know if everyone knows, but then DLSV, like, requires us to basically give a list, right? So, we're finalizing that because we just got our officers. Um, yes, yeah, yesterday. So we just got our final list of officers right, yesterday. Congrats. So we're hoping to get the projects like finalized by next week. But one thing's for sure is that we'll be having a lot more face-to-face projects. So yes. <clears throat> hopefully they'll be approved and everything, and hopefully we get to be with our community also a lot more. But but yeah, watch out for <laughs> face-to-face projects. Hopefully. Exciting, exciting yeah. stuff. And I guess even if you're not an official member of Habitat for Humanity, yeah, you can join. You you can volunteer. You can even, volunteer. Yeah, you can still volunteer even if you're not under the LSU. Mm-hmm. It's, you can volunteer under HH Philippines per se. And if you wanted to join builds, I, I know they have builds nationally, so Lazon is now. So that, that's something that we didn't have before, but batched in the Bay of Marina. So yeah. <laughs> something to look forward to. It will include that in the blast na lang and when when we plug all the socials, you can just put that little like announcement thing in the bottom. Yeah, but yeah for whoever wants to join, right? Really need more people. Like 300 sounds like a lot, but that's it's actually not. <laughs> you guys are gonna grow up and we need more and more people for sure. This is one of those things that we're all in this together, talaga. Even if we're not like directly experiencing these things that are happening, we're all one big community, right? Or one whole country. Okay, so <clears throat> what do you usually ask at the end of um all of our podcasts? We usually ask the guests to give a piece of advice, super boring, right? But we decided to twist it around. <laughs> this time to make it a bit more interesting so if you guys can remember the people that you were when you were about to start you know when you took this leap to joining this community uh, this organization and you were still you know at the very beginning and look at how much you guys have grown now and everything that you guys have accomplished as people and together as an organization what's one thing that you'd want to say to that younger version of yourself now seeing everything that i'm sure when you joined you were like no expectations, right? But now, mm. seeing everything you've accomplished, 
it's probably like, what? No way. So if your future self or your present self now could tell your past self from back then something. Maybe because there are other people who are in a similar situation that they want, they're afraid to take that leap to be part of uh, it, yeah. afraid to take that initiative. This advice that you're giving may be applicable to all of them too because you guys are pretty much started where they're going to start too. <laughs> you? Pretty hard. Okay, Actually, very interesting question. Parang mga questions and answer pag retreat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's why. Yeah, we did say um, this was a mini retreat. We're going to make yeah. you write letters after that you're going to burn. <laughs> then you have to burn it. <laughs> Okay, so I'll answer your question in I answer your question in a bit, but um I also wanted to mention in in relation to what you just asked is that I was able to talk to you know past habitat um, members who have graduated who have been a part of the legacy and it's enthusiastic to see that they're still helping they're still reaching out once in a while so that's something that really connects as well to my advice which which is if I could talk to my younger self right to the previous self I was back in 2020 I'd always say do what you believe is great work um and I'm the kind of person who who's very workaholic so I would like to add that do what you believe is great work but also Give some time for yourself. Because a lot of people in our organization are also burnt out. That, that talaga, we, we can't deny because of the many things that's going on in our lives. So we have academics, we have um, internships, we have organizations, and we have social life, of course. Um, be, the, the culture of social work is really, really very different because it requires a lot of emotional labor. So while you're doing great work and you've had that courage to go out of your comfort zone to help people um, be bigger than yourself, you also have to remember to go back again into your comfort zone once in a while just to replenish yourself and just to um, have a greater outlook of things. Because in that way, you'll be able to have more creative juices because, you know, as leaders also we get tired but while doing great work we also have to take care of our psychosocial aspect and always always remember to keep the fire burning that's always something that i tell my peers also because it's really the passion to have that really drives us to be able to do amazing things in our lives yeah and i guess for me like well i'm like that i'm also a workaholic I guess that's why we get along. But but yeah, um I guess beside that point, um something that I've learned like in any type of um social work or community-based work, right? It's that in order to be a part of that ecosystem of change, we need to number one be teachable and another is that um we only also need to put energy into experiences and things and anything really that bring goodness either to ourselves and or to a community or to our members and whatnot because I don't know personally for me it's again like what Beth said it's really really easy to get burnt out especially with work um with the work that the type of work that we do and so with that in like in light of you know all the um emotional burnout and whatnot like we need to remember that 
there are people around us that can help us. It's really mm-hmm. easy to just take on the burden of, let's say, doing community service and whatnot. But then we need to remember that we're not alone. Um, people can easily teach us things, um, whether it be um the way we work, management or whatnot, or like just emotional management and stuff like that. Like, like personally for me, as like a very prideful person it's really hard to you know accept that and to accept that uh, you know you don't know everything and that you can't do everything alone so yeah that's something that I think my past self needs to realize and hopefully like she can hear it somehow but then you know it's something that's really like important as we go like we go through like whatever journey we're on because yeah it's really easy to get lost nowadays right and yeah to be teachable and to put only you know ourselves and like our efforts into good things and good experiences is really important just so we prioritize ourselves and we prioritize you know really transforming our lives and transforming like um communities as well for positive change yeah i wanted to add to what we've said also um maybe for all the youngsters youngsters we're still young <laughs> we're all young oh. younger younger youngsters younger. all the babies yeah. all the froshies and the yeah but well i feel old <laughs> um, nah, don't say that because then we're really old <laughs> um yeah do I mean, believe that you can. Um, I always say this to Viv also before because um, in the past when she didn't get the executive board position, I was like, stay, try to see it through first yeah. and then look where she is now, right? So it's really just the, pa- the patience and still the motivation that you can you can serve even without a position and labels don't need really matter in social work. So if you believe that you want to help, then believe that you can and you will. I'm sure your past yeah. heard that in here. Oh. <laughs> yeah. There's the aspect. Mm. Yeah, because obviously you can, even going back to the topic of you know, taking breaks also, you can do the good work that you know you do. When, when you yourself, you're tired. Right? Sometimes, taking the time you know, to take a break Sometimes we even need that, um, again, like mentioned earlier, to, you know, maybe get some ideas and all that to make your work even even better. So, yeah, very important. Yeah. And, and, you know, no, you shouldn't be too hard on yourself, you know, when you feel na, uh, I'm so burnt out and I feel like I need to take a break. Na, you know, it's not like you're abandoning the money, you know, what, you, what you've been doing and all that. So, yeah. And yeah, like what I mentioned earlier, inspire because you know, being students, balancing academics and, and this, right? So, yeah, I mean, that in itself is really just a testament to your the passion that you, have, that you guys have um, to your mission, which is to help and make a difference. So, kudos to you guys. And we're very happy that you're here with us in our podcast, you know, and hopefully now we became, you know, a humble platform for you guys to... Um, share your experiences and hopefully maybe inspire people to spread speak. awareness also yeah, people spread awareness. need to be doing stuff like this part of an order or not like there are a lot of problems right now that need to no, be fixed you can, make, you can make your own change to money any yeah. way that you can you know, big or small so yeah 